Good afternoon to the UK column audience. I'm delighted to have Mike from Slough with me. And uh, I'll let the audience into a little secret that uh, Mike has called me, telephoned me on many occasions. And he's usually given me these really good little snippets of information. And today I persuaded him to uh, talk to me and uh, allow me to record the conversations so that we could share it with the UK column audience. So, Mike, welcome. Uh, yeah, and also to um, all your uh, viewers and listeners, uh, Brian, and uh, thanks for all the work you and uh, everyone else does at UK Column. All right, thanks very much for that. Well, let's let's get straight into it. What have you uh, What have you been observing over the last few days? Well, Slough, where the the uh, borough of Slough um, is having, it's being impacted by the ULES because. It's not too far away from uh, the zone. And um, the local MP in Slough, uh, the Labour MP, Tan Desi, has been saying quite a few things about it. Uh, he's obviously getting a lot of his constituents right to him, saying that they're going to be penalised for, you know, just going a few miles down the road out of Slough into the outer edges of the uh, Ulis. Um And... Um, you know, it's, it's, I've seen quite a few things, you know, on, on the TV, protests, etc. And um, I think some commentators are trying to minimise and trivialise it as if it's not a big deal. But it, it, it will have a destabilising effect on a lot of people's lives, especially people who maybe uh, can't afford to upgrade cars or go on public transport. And uh, I also know um, a reasonably elderly couple, retired, who've got a car that isn't ULES um, compliant. They're retired, so that they've, they've no need to sort of update their car. They only use it when necessary. And they're travelling for sort of cancer treatment out of the ULES zone, into the ULES zone on, on a regular basis. And that's going to penalise them. Um, I'm no doubt there's quite a few people Um They've got similar issues. And by penalise, you're talking about the actual charges that are going to be levied on them. Yeah, but I think everyone knows that this is just the beginning of charges. These uh, systems, the, the, the hardware that's been set up to track and monitor, isn't there just for cars at the moment, I think, who... Uh, 2004 2005 cars that are not ULES compliant as each year um you know that passes then it will be 2007 or 8 cars and then it'll be 2009 10 so it's like a tax ban it will keep going up and up and up and more people will be caught into it so yeah. this is just really the start and once it's embedded in there'll be probably pay per mile etc etc so this is like a organic thing that's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow so they're trying to say now that most cars that come into london are ULES compliant but within another one two three years time they won't be and people really can't see what's happening because yeah. can't actually ordered all the hardware i.e the cameras and the technology way before he put out the consultation. And when most people come back saying it wasn't a good idea, they weren't, you know, for it, he said, well, 
it is a, it's only a con- consultation and I'll take your views into you know into consideration but he'd already made up his mind what he was going to do and the reason why I believe that he'd done that is because his connection with this global group called C40 Cities which he is now like the chair of this C40 Cities um, and he does his little you know globe trotting exercise speaking at their events on a regular basis and i think he's just trying to burnish his credentials as a sort of global thought leader uh, you know on a global basis and um yeah i think i think that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people aren't aware of right and mike you you also listened in to i think it was a radio clip uh, where there was some discussion about that tell, tell us Tell us about that clip and, and what your take on it was. Well, yeah, for a couple of weeks um, <clears throat> before this uh, ULES becomes live, there's been talk about powers that the government could have under the Local Government Act. And some people have been saying that if the government wanted to, they could um, act and stop it dead. And there's one or two uh, clauses in the Local Government Act, which is quite, uh, you know, that basically if what, what he's doing is contrary to government um, uh, policy or affects people outside the London area, which it does. But having said that, a couple of days ago on Talk TV, the government, uh, the transport minister, uh, Mark Harper MP, I think from Cheltenham, was asked by Julia Hartley Brewer why they couldn't use the powers that appears to be in this Local Government Act. And the MP said that we have looked into it, we've taken advice on it, and we're powerless to do anything. What she didn't go on to say was that how can a mayor have more power than the government on this issue, which I thought was a very, very odd thing. But as we know, really deep down, uh, this is really conservative policy as well. Right. So th- this is this is an absolute key point that that most people are completely unaware of this agenda that um, that mayors are are being made ultra powerful people, not not only as mayor of their own city, where the city takes on a mayor, but by means of the fact that there is a global, um, uh, what's the word, a global community of mayors, which has got its own hierarchy, and that there's regular meetings taking place overseas where these, these mayors are meeting and making discussions about all sorts of future policies in relation not only to their city, but to wider issues within their own national countries, nation states. And, and the, uh, the UK public is completely unaware of what's happening here. Mark Anderson, um, who's an American uh, reporter for the UK column, has um, picked up on, on this many times. And has been warning about the growing pair, excuse me, the growing power of these global mayors. But this is what you're referring to, isn't it? That Khan is uh, fully in bed with this global mayor system, and 
he appears to be drawing huge power from it. But the UK public has no idea what's what's being put in place here. No. Well, the thing is that um, he he speaks at their events. So, for instance, um, last year in May, he went on a five day trip and spoke at their events. Uh, he landed in different places. He was all over America, L.A., San Francisco, New York, etc. And for those five days, he brought three, three or four members of staff. And that cost the London taxpayers something like £35,000. And that, that was revealed through an FOI request. But what, what's confusing to me, if I was a taxpayer in London... I would be wondering who he actually who he's actually representing when he goes on these trips. Because there seem to be a lot of these C40 city um, events that he was speaking at. But he claims he was going over there to promote tourism. Well, if you know anything about what C40 cities is about, it's the complete opposite of tourism. Um. It is the, the green agenda. They don't really want people to travel. They don't want people to get in their cars. They want to ban meat. I mean, it is phenomenal what they're actually agreeing to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the C40 Cities is a, it's a global organisation, but they're a registered charity in the UK. They've got a UK arm. And they employ about six six. Probably it's hard to see, really, who's actually fully employed. But if you download their company accounts, it's probably about 10 people that they actually employ. And you can see the sort of jobs that they're advertising in the UK. And you, you go on there and you'll see a programme director, one-year contract, £61,000 a year. Now that's double what a, a teacher, somebody who's, you know, been, been to university... He's a qualified teacher. So you can see there's a lot of money swimming around in these organisations. Um, so you've got, so C40 Cities Leadership Development UK are a registered charity in the UK and they're on Companies House as well. Right. So so you're seeing this immense power in, 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 in the global mayor's system and Khan's fully in bed with this. But if we just come back to the ULES part, in that discussion you listened into, the key bit was that the, um, the ULES system is being put in place, whether we want it or not. And that's being driven by Khan with his, we'll call it his globalist mayor views. And we're being told that our own MPs and governmental system doesn't have the power to challenge what he's doing. Did, did, did I understand that right? Yeah, that's exactly what Mark Harper said. They've looked into it, he said, and they've tested tested the issue. In other words, they've probably gone to barristers, legal organisations with various scenarios of what they could do. And as it stands now with all the laws that are in place, and if you take him on face value, they cannot stop it. Now, is it just a coincidence that um, Keir Starmer wants more mayors in place around the UK to replicate 
what's going on in London. See, he's hiding at the moment because he doesn't see it as a vote winner. And he's not making many comments on it. I mean, he's basically hiding. But this is really the, the aim uh, of what these global uh, C40 cities do. Um, you know, if you look at their agenda, um, it is more or less to ban meat, ban people travelling around. They want uh, people to survive on a plant plant diet. Yeah. And and these policies, uh, to me, always fall completely in line with the UN's Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Development Goals. In, invariably, you follow these policies through, and that's where you get to is, uh, is those Sustainable Development Goals, and that policy is a completely UN-created policy. So we, we are seeing bodies external to our nation state dictating uh how we're going to live our lives in the future well exactly um the thing is when you look into c40 cities and the uk arm so it's it's registered on company's house and you can look at all the directors are and it's also registered the, on the charity commission website so when you go onto the Charity Commission website, you'll see the sort of chair of the trustees is a lady called Antha Williams, A-N-T-H-A, Williams. Now, Antha Williams was part of Michael Bloomberg's presidential, when Michael Bloomberg tried to put his hat in the ring a few years ago to be uh, president of America, Antha Williams was, you know, a, a lady that was, I think, one of his strategists. Now, Antha Williams is connected with Bloomberg. Wherever Sadiq Khan speaks, Antha Williams is there. So when he went along with the C40 cities in America, Antha Williams was there. When he spoke at COP in Glasgow, Antha Williams was there. Antha Williams is the chair of trustees of C40s leadership development in the uk so one i mean i wouldn't suggest it but an independent person might say that antha williams is managing sadiq khan because yeah, uh, mike that's that's really interesting because um it was only a couple of days ago um that uh i think it was mike robinson uh, from uk column picked up on the fact that that mark carney the former uh, governor of the bank of england uh, was stepping in to head up the Bloomberg board. And of course, it was Mark Carney uh, while he was in post, but it's the policies continued since he's left the Bank of England, uh, where the Bank of England was calmly saying that any business that didn't uh, adhere to green the green agenda would ultimately be penalised and put out of business. So... Oh. This this is a re really interesting mixture of people in some very interesting positions. Well, can I just read it? When you go onto the Charity Commission, if somebody wants to have a look, I I'll, I'll spare you the pain. Um, but this information is directly from the uh, C40's leadership development, um, you know, latest report 
on the Charity Commission. And it says, city to city sharing is the basis on which the C40 network was founded. The C40 network enables best practice to be rap rapidly replicated all over the world. Mayors and city officials are able to access free expert advice on what works, then leapfrog their peers. Moreover, their positive peer pressure means that when one city delivers a higher ambition policy, it sets a standard for all cities. And then it goes on to say... Um, about what's going on in the UK, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, people can have a look at that document, but it's not just about cars. There is everything there. Um, you know, it, 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 and they're also, um, I mean, they are like a, a political party because they've got youth movements. Uh, you know, they probably they probably are doing better than the official Green Party, and all these people are unaccountable. Yeah, that's the key point, isn't it? That there are meetings going on overseas. We have no real idea what's being discussed. So Khan, <laughs> i got to laugh because Khan flies off in some uh, um, climate changing jet. So the rest of us are being banned from going into London because our cars are, are going to stunt the growth of children. He flies off on a jet for a global cities meeting. And in the meeting, um, the UK public has no idea what he's discussing and what he's lining up for the future. No, no. And it's, it, this is just the ULES is, is just a start because um, it doesn't just apply to cars, these areas. It will be everything that affects the, the environment from heating to, you know, how many so-called emissions an office puts out. And to what we eat. I mean, we've we've, we've already seen um, places like Oxford City Council uh, any functions where they ban meat. It's only functions only, but I mean that's the start. So what we'll see from Khan, if you want to know what Khan's policies are, it's not policies of the Labour Party. You just need to go on to see forty cities, and all his policies will be around that. That's they're the people running the show in my view, or influence him. And that's because he's a global mayor. Yeah. Mike, you I've known you for a long time. You're a pretty astute person. Uh, what about other people in Slough, the London area? They're clearly not comfortable with the ULES concept. But are you, are you able to speak to other people that sense or know that there's something deeper behind the agenda? Well, Slough, it's not a very wealthy area. So a lot of people, um, like small van drivers delivering parcels and, you know, a few self-employed people, but it's not a very wealthy area. So, I mean, I don't know how many people are, are caught up in it and then will be disadvantaged. The MP said he's not happy with it. It doesn't really seem to be, you know, saying a lot more about it. And I don't think the Labour Party really want to let on as to what the agenda is. Yeah. Um, so the the onus is on guys like yourself and hopefully the UK column to uh, bring this to people's attention and get more people to look into what's really happening here. Uh, we, we've just got a, 
we've just got a minute left, Mike. So I always ask this, or I often ask this, what would you like to ask the audience to do? What what, what should they be doing to? Well, I mean, they, the thing is, the problem being is now is that politicians have forgotten that they're to serve us. So it doesn't matter who it is and what party, they've all got pretty much the same agenda in this. Um, so you could call, could call it a uni party. So the politicians aren't there to serve us anymore. It's back to front. That is the problem. So I would just, you know, urge anyone to, you know, get together. Obviously, you can email your representatives on councils, do more FOI requests to see what's going on. But the, the ULES, the, 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 car, the car aspect of it, that was just a small component. It, it will literally affect everyone, you know, everyone in other ways. So this is just the start. And you yeah. don't, don't think all these cameras are there just to stop a few cars from 2004 or five coming into the ULES zones. No, every year it will, it will ratchet up and up and up and up. So unfortunately, there's a long battle ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say one of the encouraging things at the moment is to see the number of people who've, who've started to do things in respect of the 15-minute cities. And, of course, the 15-minute city policy, I'm I'm pretty sure, is part of these wider global uh, mayor policies, uh, the sustainable development policies coming in. So the more people dig and ask questions and challenge their representatives the better it will be um mike i'm going to say we've got to end there but thank you very much for your telephone call to me and i hope you'll call me again when you've got something you think uh the uk con viewers should know don't worry i'm working on a few things and you'll be the first to know great thank thanks very much